0: Hello and welcome to So Farscape. A fun-filled Farscape fan cast by a fervent fan. And a fascinated first-timer. I'm Kaki. I'm Kay. And, and this, this is, is the story, story So Farscape.
1: Nearscape,
0: Near far wherever you are escape. <laughs> <laughs> okay, where did that come from?
1: Oh, you didn't feel that we're watching the locket, and it's it such a sort of romantic and tragic story. It is a bit, yes. It's the it's the Titanic of it's space Titanic. Well,
0: yes. Well, there's no uh, icebergs, and there's no real uh, ships details. Sinking. Yes, <laughs> there is a locket, so I guess that makes sense.
1: Yeah, we'll just ask Leonardo DiCaprio. Getting ahead of ourselves, because uh, we have just finished watching uh, Season 2, Episode 16, The Locket, and oh, it got me right in the feels, game. Mm. It really, it gets yes. me every time.
0: Oh, you're all right, cocky.
1: <laughs> Thank you for joining you, me in my do, emotional... Do you, need, <laughs> moment,
0: do you need a little moment there? <laughs> Got a no, na- and I've got a little uh, handkerchief here for you to. Uh... Oh, thank you, thank you. Is it one of those like lovely sort of
1: cloth wrappings? Like all the people on this on these favorite planets seem to be wearing. This?
0: Oh, oh well, it all had a very homespun look and feel to it. As yeah, I thought. So, okay, let's talk about this.
1: Let's talk about this episode. Oh, okay. Yes. It- no, still, still oh, the emotions. Sorry. Yes.
0: Okay. So we have a few uh, listener synopses about this episode. Gary B. says, "Time stands still. The Tin Man returns, and a well-aged American <laughs> tries on an accent."
1: Thank you, Gary B. And from the ever-reliable Test Monkey Six K, time clouds form thoughts of unspoken love and regret. Well, that's poetic, yes.
0: isn't it? To stop it?
1: How are we? Going
0: okay. To... So we just. Like last week we had won't get fooled again which yeah, was more mental torture for John. I guess we're not quite done with torturing John yet, I suppose. Yeah,
1: right. <laughs> it's getting farther and farther away from being fun filled but in a in a very different way this this time. Like we have a lot of a, a journey to uncover as we plunge into the uncharted territories once again 216 the locket K it's another one that I've been looking forward mm. to because I remember just weeping and bawling at this Aww. at this episode when it f- first came out, because uh, there's a lot going on.
0: Oh, very much so. We oh, start off... Yes, Moya moon landing. At least that's kind of like the freeze frame at the beginning. It looked almost like they were like staring out the window out of, of a moon lander at a moonscape there. Oh, uh, wow. We, I, I've been watching a lot of For All Mankind recently, so that's oh, a little yes. bit where my space mind frame is going <laughs> right now. So
1: Everything's moons. That's no moon.
0: Well, yes, it looked like that to me at first. But no, we have a, mope, a somewhat mopey John who is, like, watching the outside where there's some sort of nebula. It's like space candy floss. Yes. Right? It's got all of these strands
1: and tendrils. It was really it was well kinda done. kind of like
0: one of those, uh, yeah, nebulous clouds, which have gone slightly less nebulous and more cloudy. Yeah. Because apparently they are all waiting for Eren to return, who has taken one of the modules out on a flight to explore this weird nebula, uh, which they... They've been hiding in for the peacekeepers, I suppose. Yes, for a few days. There's some cunning
1: exposition throughout this to establish the timeline and also explain why the prowler isn't being used. Like, yes, that. Yeah, I you caught caught got that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I very, that. very
0: efficient. Like, I love, I love that. Like little things like that to avoid plot holes and other yeah. uh, other things. I, I I really admire when a movie or a series does that well, like avoiding little shower thoughts like that by just like putting a single line of dialogue and suddenly it's completely subverted and you don't have to worry about or think about it it's so great unlike stark stark just suddenly being there again oh oh hello
1: where did he come from oh no i've been here for two days oh i finally returned the transport pod you lent me after we escaped from the gamut base So apparently Zan meditates multiple days at a time. Occasionally, yes. Just just normal and Although she
0: now gets, like, apparently brought out of her reverie with the goddess early. Look, she was done meditating. I guess the kitchen timer ran out or something. (laughs) There's even uh, Rigel in the hallway, like, oh, what
1: are you doing out here, Zan? And repeating the, the exposition. Weren't you just meditating? Yeah. Did you notice that Rigel was... Nice. <laughs> You're worse than me. I like that.
0: <laughs> mm. Throughout this whole episode, like kind was of. just. Although I'd also noticed that nice. Roger cannot sound sincere. You always expect the worst of me. Uh, okay, yeah, this is a. <laughs>
1: I wonder if this is our difficulty. Look, like, we can't accept sincerity from a face like that, knowing well, what's come
0: out of it. Come on, when Shana and Rigel are snooping through Aaron's pod when she after she returns, like, and he, Rigel is trying to convince Dargo. Or I don't think he was trying to convince <laughs> oh, him. He's just going no. through the motions. What are you doing in here? <laughs>
1: nothing. We're looking for clues.
0: He cannot sound sincere. You can hear him that he's just like bullshitting. Yeah. He's
1: just <laughs> because Aaron is missing. That's why uh, John has been moping up on the command.
0: Yeah, he's been, she's been gone for a day.
1: Watching or a cycle. out yeah. for any kind of signal. Like Dargo even comes and brings him a drink. Thanks. That's how long he's, uh, he's been there. Mm-hmm. I really like all those little relationship moments. Yes. Just Dargo and John and, and, and Dargo and Chiana and They finally catch a a bit of a signal, and it's Aaron who says... "Dago, I'll come on board now. That's all right. They say, sure, and through the haze of this nebula, the familiar Moya transport bot arrives, but when it arrives... What did Aaron do to it?
0: It's in a bad way. It's in a bit of a state, yeah. It's like uh, pitted and old. Because I noticed some interesting camera work here. So the ladder ah. of the pod folds open. Yes. And then you can see what I guess is either door or more ladder. Red ladder, yellow ladder. Yes. Uh, and then they do this a clever little thing where you have the shot through the ladder of John yeah, running up. The flat. So they can avoid having to actually show someone walking up to the pod, which is probably just a matte painting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, very good. And they reuse that same trick once they're on the planet again later. Like it's this- a very efficient like set. Piece. Just just yep. put that down, film from the other side, and you've got it conveyed. Shoot, it past the, uh, shoot the camera past it, and you can have people running up and down, clearly conveying that they're going into the pod. And then it just cuts to the internal shot of the yep. pod, where people are coming in through the doorway.
1: It's a really high ladder, by the it way. It is, like, yes.
0: I noticed that, too. It's not,
1: it doesn't rate very high on accessibility. No. What if there's a, a, a person in a wheelchair, mm. or like an elderly person who has trouble like getting downstairs? Imagine that.
0: Maybe they have one of those little... Um, Stair, just... stair lift, you know, those chairs that you can sit on and you get, like, zoomed oh, up. Oh, yes. Uh...
1: <laughs> my my grand, grandmother-in-law loved that one.
0: Oh, I can imagine. I, I always remember that scene from Gremlins where they uh, boost the motor for that and a little granny gets launched out the window. Oh, and... gosh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, inside the pod is completely overgrown with a kind of plant that Zahn recognizes as the plant that she gave Aaron for her headaches. This is leaf. Yeah, but it was tiny. And now it's overgrown the entire pod. And what we see just before the uh, intro break is a very old Aaron.
1: Old, old Aaron in fantastic makeup.
0: Oh, yes. The the old people makeup was done very well in this episode.
1: So this is obviously Dave Elsie as well. He talked about how uh, they split the sculpting duties between himself and... Ooh, another person whose name escapes me. He did the sculpt for John. Mm -hmm. Eh, Elsie was a little bit more critical about the John one. It was an interesting thing... Apparently, Claudia Black was adamant that the the sort of old person makeup for her should not look like anyone in her family, mm. which is something that I believe is often done when you need to do old people makeup. You look at right. like older relatives of a of an yes. actor to see where they go, in the same way that you look at like younger relatives to cast younger versions of them. But she was very insistent on that, and it was an interesting challenge for her and also for Ben when they like they didn't have a lot of time to really get to meet their older selves and and craft a performance around it. Because by the time the makeup was finished,
0: they had a brief glimpse in the mirror and then off-go. Off-go shooting. So I was wondering if they actually, for John's makeup, if they actually tried to make him look more like the actor who plays his father. Because I got that impression from the way John looked. Interesting. Uh, I mean, it seems to make sense, you know. It's like if you're going to make him older, make him look like the guy who is his father. Yeah, no, that's an interesting one
1: uh, I think Ben Browder mentioned that he wound up looking like an uncle of his Which okay. he uh, which he really enjoyed And both of them had such, like, they had a lot of fun with, with this performance Like, Crichton went way more crotchety and more southern Yes,
0: I noticed and, that in his accent as well, yes
1: yeah. <laughs> Don't you old man me, woman, you're 200 cycles older than I am <laughs> Aaron, who warns them, you, you have to go Yeah, leave John, you have to get out of here, you have to get out now <laughs> And this is where we now spend the next like what felt like hour and a half. Listen, please, with the crew explaining to her that that she's safe. Listen, and trying to figure out why she rapid aged and why she has these deranged illusions of of memories and yeah, her trying her... to convince Listen. Listen, Listen gashole. How did this read to you? Oh, well... did you well. what was your hypothesis here? Did you think that Aaron had been
0: mind-frelled with, or that she was telling the truth? Mm, okay, I'm a little bit jaded by time travel in sci-fi episodes. So, at this point, I'm just sitting there waiting to see what happens. Because you can sit and speculate, but my hindbrain is sitting there going, like, I wonder which way they're going to go with this, rather than yeah. hypothesizing what it is that is going on.
1: See, that's really interesting, because... I I know exactly what you mean. We've seen, like, Star Trek The Next Generation, the inner light. I have that as one of my
0: notes. There are very strong parallels between that episode and this one. We're going to use the Star Trek system.
1: And you kind of know that there is some kind of fake-out and reset coming. Of course. It's a cliché, but every cliché started out as a good idea and can still be executed brilliantly. Mm. So how are they going to achieve the fake-out this time, because she's right. not going to stay an old person on Moya. No,
0: we're going to have to figure out what is going on. So I'd, like, I'm, I'm just waiting for that. At that point, I'm like, I'm not put, uh, putting any mental cycles towards trying to figure out and trying to outguess the uh, yeah, show exactly. creators. I'm just like sitting back and experiencing it the way what they want me to see and what they want me to feel.
1: I wonder if they expected like less genre obsessed viewers to To be really surprised and get into it, because mm. there is an audience for whom this is their first
0: time shenanigans. Yes, oh, interesting thought. Yeah. But yeah, Aaron is very distressed.
1: Maybe your mind created the memories to compensate for your body getting old.
0: Stark uses takes off his mask and uses his mind powers to calm her down a little bit. Zahn, once again, does the fastest DNA test ever because she, imme- space she immediately confirms that, yes, this is in fact Aaron, and yes, she has in fact actually aged 165 cycles.
1: There's, so She mentions three data points, which I thought was so, so cool, like DNA, yes, blood composition, yes. yes. Also, scars.
0: Same DNA, same blood composition, same scars. Oh, yes. The fact that she had the same scars that she... Uh... Yeah. Ah, yes. I guess yeah, it's one of those clever. things that people like, tend to forget about faking out when they're trying to put a, a clone or a double or something like that. Yeah, exactly. It, a clone wouldn't have your scars unless someone went through the trouble of uh, putting them on there. The blood
1: composition seems weird, though, because she would have been living on a different planet, so she would have a different, like, atmosphere, suppose, gaseous yeah. mix in her blood. Yeah,
0: different uh, C-16 or C-14 uh, Oh, that too. I noticed that in Westworld, when they are rebuilding and resetting the hosts, they've got all these growth things. Oh, but yeah. then there's, like, the characters. I'm not sure the bandito who keeps wandering into town trying to steal the safe. But he has a scar on his face, so each time they have to put the scar back as well. Oh, gosh, they- yeah. <laughs> This is where Shana and Rigel start snooping around the pod. Shana, oh, because yeah. she's like, oh, maybe she brought back something interesting that we can find.
1: Are you going to steal it? Of course not. <laughs>
0: and Rigel goes, oh, you're worse than I am. I love it. <laughs> I really like their relationship. Yeah, like um, a Rumple Teaser and the other one, like uh, two partners in crime from Mungo cats. Jerry, Mungo Jerry and Rumple Teaser. That's the one.
1: It's really interesting to see how much they're still themselves. Rigel. Never changes. Or never changes for long or never changes no.
0: completely. She's the oldest of the bunch. He's been right. like that for a long, long time. And Chiana has evolved a whole lot. I'm evolving as a as an individual. But she hasn't left this behind. Like no. she's still, I mean, she's still she, a thieving She literally says that at some point during this episode. It's what I do.
1: I always do what I want, okay?
0: Yep. That's what, that's me. And has actually had a little bit of a showdown with Dargo, who uh, shows up and tells them to stop frelling about in, in inside the pod and that she should go and tend to Aaron.
1: Which she protests, like, why do I always have to do this when John tried to tell Chiana during, oh, what was it, a buer of dog mm-hmm. to go take care of Dargo, who is yeah. dying, and now Dargo is telling her to take care of Aaron, who is old and perhaps dying. Yeah. I don't know, is
0: this a bit of a sexist thing where it's like... You know, there was a short line
1: that sort of sounds like... She said something about being the girl. Mm. Why do you always get the girl? Just do it!
0: That it's the girl job. That's what I mean. It's like, is this a bit of a sexist thing that's shining through
1: in... I think that's how it appears to, to Chihana But it, it creates this really interesting conflict with Dargo, which gets examined later on when Dargo apologizes for embarrassing her in front of Rigel. Yeah. And she starts off immediately being very forgiven. Hey, you can never embarrass me.
0: Like she's ready to move on, as she's yeah. done before. Nah, but, she's Yeah, she very much lives in the moment.
1: But Dargo isn't ready to move on. He wants to tell her, you don't have to do this stuff anymore. You don't have to be like, you're
0: one of us now. Yes. There's no need for you to act like you're not. And she takes umbrage at that. I'm only one of you if I decide to be, I guess. And I am still me. Mm. I don't do... That hasn't changed me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I
1: wasn't acting out. I wasn't pretending. I wasn't just waiting to feel safe and then I could just be someone else. This is me. It's still me. I'm still going to do this. I don't know why, it's just the way I
0: am I understand that Yeah, but you're not going to change me
1: Yeah, And he says that he's starting to Understand that. that, yeah Because, I guess I mean, in the throes of an early relationship Or, not just an early relationship Sometimes there's the imagination That these things that you Dislike about another person Will stop mattering They'll fade with love or you can change them, essentially.
0: Actually, that brings me back to a note that I have for later on in the episode mm-hmm. where Chana says, we're not going to make it. Yeah. And I'm just like, what are they talking about? Is she talking about her relationship with Dargo? Or are they t- is she talking about the entire situation that Moya and the rest of the crew are in as well? We're
1: not going to make it,
0: are we? I think it's very much
1: like her and Dargo, like, realising yeah. that... They may not fit well together. Yeah. That who she is isn't actually someone that he can deal with and that he can, she can't deal with him fact, either. Yeah. Fast
0: with the body, slow with the soul, I believe she said in a previous episode when giving John advice towards uh, Aaron. Very good. <laughs> yeah.
1: But they're starting to maybe realize, I guess, that maybe what they want from each other is not the same as what they are.
0: Yeah. So uh, she is, in fact, tending to Aaron. Yeah, Erin wakes up and she goes like, "Oh, I didn't mean to wake you up. Give me some water, please." And when she turns away, she gets stabbed with the uh, yeah the, hy- uh, the hypo injector or whatever the f the thing's called.
1: Erin pulls the Crichton maneuver. Yep, <laughs> and once again, just space roofies, Chiana. What are these people doing? Why do you have these things just lying around?
0: <laughs> I guess they might have used that earlier on her to calm her down a little bit. So it might have still just been kicking about. Wow. Ah, no 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 I'm sorry, Gianna. That's it. That's it. I'm sorry. It's just I don't have much time. And neither do you. Shh. But yes, she goes and see to see pilot right away. Yes. Uh, and she, she needs to leave, but she stops for pilot. pilot Yeah, she wants to go say goodbye to pilot and she literally says to him like, goodbye and she he pilots like, oh I don't understand. What happened to you?
1: I lived, Pilot.
0: But also I noticed that Pilot doesn't ask for an explanation.
1: No. No. He Uh. just, he accepts what he sees. She touches his hand. She calls him friend. Mm. Glad I got a chance to see you one last time, my friend. What do you mean? I'll see you again? No, you won't. And she just really, really wanted to see him before leaving, because she came here specifically as a as a gesture of love for her, her old shipmates. Yeah, because to say goodbye. To say goodbye and to warn them to leave, to tell them what she learned in her 80 cycles. 165, I believe. Oh, yeah, it has been 165.
0: I have lived for 165 cycles. I have had three sons and watched them die. And I have a granddaughter. Because the, the effect recurs every 55 cycles, I mm-hmm. believe they say. And so she's been through three of them. Every time going back to
1: the uh, the acid planet, which, okay, we'll get there. And then she leaves again.
0: Yep, takes her uh, a, a transport port and sods off through the rift in the uh, mist. And John
1: and Dargo ask Pilot, like, why didn't you stop her? Why didn't you tell us? Oh, she asked me not to tell you, yeah. and you are all free to go or stay as you want. Cl- like, as what you am please, I? Yeah. yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm not the nanny. It's yeah. like, I'm just the pilot. You're all free to come and
1: go. That is so real. I guess maybe that's also why why Chiana was able to smash Aaron's Prowler. Yeah, because that's you know that's how it was established that so the yes. locket.
0: Yeah, so it was an apology and uh... <laughs> it
1: was an apology gift. The locket that Chiana gave you, the one that says "Sorry," I smashed your Prowler. Mm-hmm. The one she stole from the last Commerce planet we were she on.
0: She stole it. She yes. told me she bought it. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, that's cheap. Oh, uh, there's a fantastic German word for a gift that you buy for someone to placate an expected tantrum because they're mad at you, and it's oh. called Drachenfutter.
0: <laughs> Dragon <fee>. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I also love the word that they have, like for uh, when you try to make something better and it gets something worse, and of course it's for schlimm <laughs> <laughs> worse bettering. Yes, but worse, but worse, worse and better. Oh gosh.
1: Through the haze, there's a portal through which they can now see a a planet.
0: Yes, that showed up when she came back initially and they caught her uh, radio signal.
1: And Crichton decides to go after her.
0: It takes the other uh, prowler, sorry, not the prowler, the... Uh, transport pod. Transport pod, thank you. And yes, here we have the shot again of the sta- him descending the stairs this time.
1: It's really cool with his, with his long coat flapping in the wind. It's sort of a, yeah. a windy Mad Max environment. It's yes, called it's a, a, an
0: acidic planet. I was going to say, it's another typical stone quarry shot somewhere. They've poured some gasoline out there to set the thing on fire. Gosh, so yeah. Because you can see fire lines burning here and there. And we have this old... Uh, Aaron, who is trying to... Walk. Actually, she, she's got a gun pulled on him, doesn't she, at that point? Yes. I don't know exactly why she has this. There might be a dangerous planet. There might be acid creatures there. Oh, that's true. There's a bit of a struggle for that gun. But then, as soon as John has her on the ground, someone else takes a shot at him, and it turns out to be her granddaughter.
1: You touch my grandmother again, and I will kill you.
0: Yeah, and a young, dark-haired woman who yep. called Enix. And They seem to both be... About equally surprised, John at the fact that she actually has a granddaughter. Yeah. And the granddaughter that this John Crichton actually exists.
1: Your Crichton?
0: The person that her grandmother has been rambling about for as yeah. long as she can remember. Because she's 24 cycles old at this point.
1: Huh. She wasn't making it all up.
0: Yep. Quite handy with the pulse yep. rifle. I don't know why they where, the, where did that come from? Exactly. Yeah. Was there a spare one on board the transport
1: board? It's Aaron. When she goes out, she sort of drags the weapons locker with her, hmm.
0: I'm pretty sure. Fair point.
1: It's good. Like, it's still in decent condition after 165
0: cycles. Like, they're well-made yeah. weapons. I guess they have been very sparing with the ammo, that they still can shoot it like 150 cycles later. Oh, very good. Yeah. yeah, where are you
1: going to get spare Chakan oil?
0: Yes. Aaron manages to convince John to leave and come back in another eight Arms.
1: Yes, that's how often the portal sort of reopens. How she
0: knows that, I'm not entirely sure, because she only knows that it opens every 55 cycles for so, her. So, I've, I've been thinking about this.
1: I think that she's been studying this uh, uh, this place, and there's another planetary system nearby that you can reach with this, uh, this transport pod. Mm-hmm. They call it their favoured world. Yes. So, presumably, she's been planet hopping on the, on the transport pod and has studied this rhythm, Hmm. Uh, uh, observing changes in a thick mist. Uh, God, I'm sort of piecing together from the techno babble, of which there is a great deal
0: I had forgotten. You said, I was going to say there's almost none. I mean, as compared to Star Trek. Oh, er, uh, okay. There's so, no inverting the polarity on the neutron flow or anything like that. You know? Okay, well, here's here's something interesting. I call this techno babble,
1: even though it's in the idiom of Farscape, where it's much more like okay. the, the concepts no, are much more, more more
0: alien. It's not techno. No. It's not, yeah, plot babble. It, their I
1: technology see, is based on different right. principles and, and scientific understanding that, yeah. ours, that is expressed through wholly different words that we don't recognize.
0: Fair enough. You know, okay, We yeah.
1: we have an idea of a, a graviton could exist in in physics as we mm. know it, and in Star Trek that's a real thing. And over here it's a center halo, and it has a time, like,
0: whatever. Okay, when they say center halo, I just hear time warp uh, Yeah, a, 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 uh, a spatial anomaly. That's the one,
1: yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Right, you could you could take this episode and write it for Star Trek Voyager and you'd swap a few words around, but I don't think you could do that because Voyager is not a series that is based on like emotion and relationships as much as Farscape is. Mm. So I remembered that aspect of this episode so much, how heart-wrenching it is and how how incredible it is to take an episode to really examine a relationship like this and how
0: rare that would be in a Star Trek. True. The relationship between John and Aaron is a central theme to Farscape, at least at this point. There's A lot of will they, won't they? And they have a few times, but it still always comes back to not anyway. And that's, as we examined last time, mostly on Aaron. Yes. I'd say most of that is on Aaron's unwillingness or unableness to commit to make a commitment. I've been thinking about that a lot since the Look at the Princess trilogy. Yeah.
1: Because we talked about how Aaron yeah, Aaron is the one who, who isn't committing and isn't being honest. Mm. And I think our friend uh, Lee, the new musician she mentioned that Aaron is, is, is not being honest. John is being honest. John is saying how he feels. Yes. It's you I find pleasing. Yeah. He's being very clear and very direct and Aaron wants something from him that she's not even asking for because she's afraid to admit it. But there's more to it than that because she grew up with relationships being verboten,
0: yeah. you know. Uh, Fleeting, having sex is fine, but you're going to get transferred soon enough. So that's all it is. It's like entertainment. Exactly.
1: And that's what she expects from other people. Now, she's had a different experience with, with Velarek, who was mm-hmm. in love with her, and she was in love with him. But she betrayed him. Right? Yep. She, she she chose to do that eventually. Do, and
0: Do the career path thing instead. Yeah. And so does she feel that maybe she doesn't deserve it? In this episode, she has now spent 155 cycles on the planet. She's had a husband. She's had three sons. And she has a granddaughter.
1: Yeah.
0: So she's, I guess, had a lot of uh, different experience in her life in that regard.
1: Uh, It's so fascinating to to discover, which John will, because he tries to return to Moya, but the aperture is closing.
0: Yes, uh, John uh, is convinced to go back, but he misses his uh, window of opportunity. It closes up on him. Uh, It's a gorgeous effect. He was trying to go through the hole, but he missed.
1: Oh, (laughs) okay. I don't like that.
0: (laughs) Uh, The the aperture closes before he can fly the pod through and he ends up uh, on the planet.
1: Yeah, he tried to dock with Moya, but the aperture closed and he was dock-blocked.
0: Oh, come on, he missed, because they're in the weird mist thing in the space. Oh, missed? He missed. Oh, <laughs> oh, very
1: good. Okay, no, I'm coming around to enjoying your punt. See, you really need to lasso me around the hump like a dromedary and lead me to the oasis of your comedy. Ooh, ooh, we have an interesting shot coming up, because as John returns, Stark goes and visits Zan, who's meditating in the nude. Again, communing with the spirit, uh, the, the goddess, sorry. Now... This is a recycled shot from the pilot episode. Oh, seeing her from behind. That wasn't Virginia Hay. Not out of prudeness, but simply out of timing. She didn't have the time okay. to to be uh spent
0: 4 hours in makeup just for that one shot. You know.
1: Exactly. So it was uh, it was another woman who did uh, the shot from behind. But so you can see that the 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 lighting and even her color is quite different from behind than uh. from
0: the front. Like she has a different shade of blue any of that could be attributed to lighting, so I guess totally. it doesn't break any continuity. But I see what you mean, yes.
1: I'm a photographer, like, yes. I like that, uh, <laughs> that sort of thing, because Stark has a theory. I've got a theory.
0: Yes, uh, he comes up with the weird timey-wimey thing. Scattered
1: throughout the universe were mists where all dimensions met and where time ceased to exist. Did you catch who he attributed that theory to?
0: No, I know and. I know that he mentioned a name, but it didn't... You know how I am with names.
1: An ancient. An ancient named Gallic theorized about what he called center halos. Oh. Is what he called them. An ancient, which is the species that John encountered who gave him the wormhole knowledge.
0: Oh, yes. Yeah, right? Sorry, when I I hear ancients, I immediately go to Stargate. Uh, But yes, Uh, he uh, suggests a mind meld with uh, Zahn. or whatever they call it, adjoining, I believe it is the, the correct yeah, phrase.
1: Uses a few different terms, and he's the one who initiates it. So evidently this is something that not only
0: Delvians can do. No. And it doesn't look at all like the unity that we're used to. No, but he knows that Delvians have some sort of time sense when they're in unity. Yeah. Uh, although it is apparently quite difficult to achieve, and Zahn is like unsure if she'll be able to do that. That is what we strive
1: for, but but few have achieved it.
0: But that's literally what happens. They go yeah. into their unity thing. And basically freeze time for everybody, at least physical time. Because everybody yeah. becomes aware of everything freezing up for a moment, that they can't move, yet they retain full consciousness.
1: It's really peculiar. It's beautifully vis- visualized with the room spinning around them. They're pressing their heads together. It seems to be painful for Zan, but... Perhaps almost pleasant for Stark. Yes,
0: you can see him with an elated expression on his face.
1: I guess it's like two people sitting next to each other on a roller coaster can have very different (laughs) expressions when it does a
0: loop-de-loop. Very much so. Um, And cut to... The planet, the good planet, I suppose. which the is
1: favorite world. Which where is the- very
0: close to the other one, because you can see it ho- hovering in the sky above. Very large. So those planets are... Normally, if I'd say a planet that big, you'd think they'd be in each other's... Oh, I want to say Schwarzschild's range, but that's not what it's called.
1: Schwarzschild. Is that the one? Schwarzschild, right? That's a radiation thing, isn't it?
0: No, I'm not, it's, it? Basically, it's a distance at which two bodies can orbit each other before one of them gets torn up by the gravitational effects.
1: I've been in relationships like that. <laughs> uh, it's a lovely world. It's a, it's a gorgeous meadow. It looks purple like sakura painted, trees.
0: Uh, lots of purple painted flowers. Because Erin and her granddaughter are planting these little things, which to me look like juniper bushes, which have been oh, spray painted right. purple.
1: That's what they're doing. Well, this yeah. must be like, um, oh, where was it? With Bekesh and the tabloids. Tablex. Thrown for a loss, mm-hmm. episode three or four of season one, uh, where they're walking through the planet where all the leaves are blue. Yes. And that was just done by a color process in post, take all the green and turn it blue. So here they must have been like, Yeah, there must be like sakura trees. There must be like cherry blossom trees where the pink can be turned up to purple.
0: Erin and her granddaughter are planting these little things and talking about John, who is standing off a little bit a ways. Uh, And it's like, it's only been a few cycles. Give him some more time to adjust. So at this point, you're already like, yep, these are stuck here. And it's already been years. It's like, whoa. These have grown. And I thought this was a really great effect where they cut between that and then suddenly an old John. Because in the first shot, it's like still the John that we know. Yeah, but the we next see him from shot,
1: behind in the distance, but yep.
0: like the hair is still dark. And he's still wearing his leathers. Oh,
1: is he? I think he's already wearing uh,
0: like a like a white shirt and sort of uh, brown might, brownish uh, pants. Oh, it might be, yeah. But he's still very clearly recognizable as the John that we know. But on the next shot, we have an old John, which was much more like uh, MacGyver from Stargate. Oh, oh, gosh, yes. Now I know what you're talking about. Uh, O'Neill. Yes. Yeah, very good. I'll
1: go no more a roving with you, fair maid. And he's singing one of my favourite songs, the uh, The Maid of Amsterdam. Oh. I'll go no more a roving with you, fair maid. A roving, a roving, since roving's been my ruin. I'll go no more a roving. I wonder I mean, how they
0: ended I up at about- that tune. Cause, I mean, copyright it's- free. Oh, I
1: suppose. It might, again, be a Ben Browder original, you know. He was the one yeah. who started humming Dream a Little Dream, and then that became the uh, the title of the, oh. the episode. This may just be a, a song that he likes. And he's talking to
0: Scorpius. Yeah, you can rack off. I'm going to do what I want to do. No, Crate, no. Yeah, Who's because Scorpius is him. still in his
1: head. Yep. And just bantering like, like a retired person bitching at their jeu de boule partner the yep. same argument that they've had for the last 20 years no you're not getting the goddamn wormhole knowledge i noticed like
0: his his accent turned a lot more colonel saunders
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're blending jennifer saunders and colonel sanders that's now. the one yes
0: <laughs> oh i would like to see jennifer saunders as colonel sanders no
1: now. <laughs> oh wait no i'm back yeah that will no, be I'm that back. will
0: be hilarious but. and Uh, Yeah, he's like, you're not getting that information in my head. And Scorpius is like, I wouldn't be so sure about that. I'm dying.
1: I'm dying right here on this planet. You ain't never going to get
0: what's in my
1: head. Enix asks him if he's still talking to uh, his old buddy. Yeah, no. Oh, he's gone now. Yeah. Bastard. Back Uh. on Moya. Stark has developed a theory. There's some... Farscape Technobabble, for which we probably need a new name, because they r- run through the various observations, like everybody noticed that time stood still. Oh, that was you guys? Time isn't passing for them, because they're in a space of... I think the way that I, I understand it is the center halo is like a cyst, or like a pearl, where some kind of time paradox is being like contained, and that mist sort of hardens around it, and then traps this timeless void inside it. Hi ah, yachts. Have you been drinking phallop juice?
0: Yes, which makes you wonder what is causing it, but... Eh, yeah, just Spacey-wasty, timey-wimey. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they're realising that Moya is slowly getting trapped because the mist is thickening and it's making things harder to move.
1: Now, here is where I noticed the most important thing in, in, in this episode. There's a huge change. We've mm-hmm. talked about a lot of these relationships and all these character developments and that are all really cool. This is a, a change so monumental that... I haven't even mentioned that uh, uh, Zan got a new outfit, which is oh, normally the highlight. Yes. But
0: she's, got, she's got new accessories. She's wearing this outfit, which looks like it's made out of little magnetic beads that cling together. Yeah. You know. She's
1: got like a chainmail uh, well, yes. shawl. But even that didn't catch my attention. Look at the
0: lamps. Oh, they got new lamp. You, you? <coughs> I got so emotional about the lamps. They've got new lamps, baby. Are you talking about the big floodlight type things that they seem to be using in uh, the medical? The day? lanterns?
1: No, no, those are cool. I'm looking at the desk
0: lamps. Oh,
1: what used to be the IKEA lamps, where yeah. you have the uh, the sort of little prong sticking out, so you can move the light without burning your hands on the halogen yes. heated. Now it's this sort of. I mean, it's still an angled lamp, but it's more red, and the sort of cowl of the lamp thins into a point where you
0: can grab it, and they're everywhere. I guess they must have hit them up on the commerce planet and (gasps) decided to redecorate. Very, I love that. I love that. Now I want fan fiction
1: just about these lamps because we've noticed them before, like in the maintenance bay and on the, there on the, on be, the command. There has
0: to be some sort of thing where they managed to get a big deal on cheap new lamps, but they had to take them off their hands just as long as they, yes, we'll sell you the food, but we, you also have to buy like two score of those lamps. But watch out. There might be parasites inside them, oh. but
1: we can sell you a horse to go after the
0: fly, to go after the... Yes, and the gorillas will die in the winter anyway. <laughs> so they know that they're <clears throat> in trouble... So it's us. It's us who are not growing
1: old. Yes. Yeah. I don't believe it.
0: You gotta be felling with me.
1: <laughs> but they don't exactly know what to necessarily do about it immediately. Except to wait, because yep. this this aperture will reopen, so they have another opportunity to hopefully find their friends again. Wait
0: a few more arms until the... Uh... They can get back in touch with John and Aaron, hopefully. So back on the planet, they are now both old people. They have have this lovely little talk where they're obviously very caring and attentive to each other. How's your knee? Oh, it's fine.
1: Just chasing beautiful women up and down the hills.
0: Uh Well, why don't you come and sit down here, old man, or you'll give yourself a heart attack.
1: Don't. Don't don't you old man me, woman. You're 200 cycles older than I am.
0: Ugh.
1: I'm glad that you pointed out that in the previous scene, Aaron and Enix were planting trees because that's what they talk about. It yes. seems like just yesterday.
0: Gosh, and these... Now, these, now they're in, like in a forest of these same purple leaf trees. And it's been, yes, it's been 40 cycles long later, I suppose.
1: And they have an, a, a little conversation, sort of an argument that they've probably had many, many times before. She gave up her old life years ago like she married she had children she settled here but Crichton didn't Crichton never gave up his dissatisfaction he explains to her why I ain't a gardener I never wanted to be one that's all we do around here garden plant things I was a pilot astronaut I was what I wanted to be I ain't gonna forget that and I can't accept this
0: Yes, I thought I was thinking about that for a little bit because he says like he was out camping with his dad and he looked up at the moon and just apparently there was a moon landing at that point and I'm just sitting there like hang on that doesn't work out for the timeline until he mentions that he can't have been more than four and then yeah. I'm like okay now it kind of does work out because even like Ben Browder was he already, he was 38 and when this was being filmed right so
1: even if it was Apollo 11 then yeah. he would have been born in 65 then he would have been oh he would have been 35. 35, 36 yeah. by 2000,
0: 2001. So it still, yeah, works about. That's probably the one yeah. then. it makes sense. I mean, I'd Boston. guess him as a 35-year-old man. From- oh, I wouldn't give him that. Yeah. He looks much younger than that to me. But In yeah. your fan fiction. Okay, no, yeah. I get it. <laughs> But I love yes. this
1: this conversation between them and how they treat one another and calling each other old and yes uh, she has a a bit of a pain which she's quite familiar with oh it's just the old pain and he uh, offers to help her up and uh,
0: yeah I mean oh, I can walk back on my own yeah you'd be rolling down the hill on your own <laughs> and saying her stuff like that falls, yes
1: which he he picks up I got it I got it give it to me I got your locket and this is a really interesting scene mm-hmm. because he asks her as he's probably done many times what's inside yes. And she, like, dead-eyes him in the face. It's, I've told you, you know who's in there. Whose uh, image you got in here anyway? You know who's in there. The only love
0: of my life. Your husband, right? And Is that, is that right? Does he actually call that? Because I, I thought that she says that it's her he, first husband. He says it's
1: your husband. And she always says it's the only love of my life. Okay. And she dares him to open it. Yeah. And he doesn't. doesn't. I don't okay. want to see his ugly face again. It wasn't ugly, you know. Yeah, yeah, keep talking about him. You can walk down by yourself. Hell, you can roll down the hill. Uh, don't be jealous. Which we later find out, it's John's face. It is,
0: yes. There's a fairly crude painting of uh, John, but it's clearly recognizable. It? She
1: must have painted that. She yes. wouldn't have had a photo of him on... Oh, wait. Unless she put a photo of him on the, in the locket before she left down for the planet...
0: Maybe it didn't look like a photo. It looked like a somewhat pointillistic, like painting to me. But I guess it must have been a photo, considering the last scene. Because I was going to come to that later. Gosh, these time travel episodes do take us on a journey, don't yeah. they? Yeah. So
1: this scene, what was Aaron? What did she want? She wanted
0: him to open it. I guess so. Did she? Did she want? <sighs> Okay, so I must have misheard this, because I thought she said that it was her, uh, a photo of her husband. Oh. But if you say that, it was uh, John who said that. So I must have misinterpreted that or misheard it when, it, when we were watching it.
1: Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember in my first watching, I wasn't really, I wasn't really paying attention to it. Yeah, but I mean that so that changes
0: the, the the dynamic tremendously. Whether or not she say, actually says that it's her husband, and then the love of my life, and that's why I thought she was like still not being honest with him. But at this point, it's John who says it's your husband. Then yeah. it completely changed the dynamic of that scene. But yeah, I, I I loved that scene. That was brilliant.
1: And then we cut to a lovely montage of them walking back to their cabin
0: mm-hmm. and. Like, just like being happy and friendly and clearly, yeah, loving to each other.
1: Yeah, this God—it's bringing tears to my eyes just thinking about it and mm. looking at these Reeves because their their chemistry is is undeniable. It always it always it's has beautiful. been, and it's just so splendid to see these people just having a wee walk and sharing the same old jokes and just really delighting in each other's company.
0: Whereas back on Moya, people are stressed out because the communication should have happened again right now and they're still not, they're trying to contact John. There's a cool
1: shot on, on Moya where we come up, we sort of crane shot over mm-hmm. one of the consoles to, to frame Stark and Zahn and, uh, and, and Dargo. I love how Dargo
0: is just like standing there <laughs> leaning on the console with one hand on his head. Yes, <laughs> he's doing his
1: Vogue lead again, yeah. his hello, Yes. Yes. <laughs>
0: um, Something similar is going on the acid planet, which is still burning by the way, because damn they must have poured a lot of gasoline out there to keep the fire going for fifty-five 50 cycles. There, isn't it? <laughs> With John trying to contact Moya. Oh
1: yes, he pops a, a biscuit tin that apparently he's kept sealed for, for fifty cycles. Which has a communicator in it. That's probably where they keep their chakan oil as well. Just keep oh, it in a tin. That makes sense. Yeah. And then pop it open when you need it. Yes. And he says, Pilot, can you hear me? Ha 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 ha. I've waited 50 cycles to say that (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yes (laughs) Fantastic Erin says goodbye to her granddaughter I grew up a peacekeeper We are born in space And we must die in space Now I have spent most of my life Down here with you And
1: it has been glorious But when I die I belong up there
0: which seems to be a, a bit of a different understanding that she's developed over the meantime, because the last time she was desperate to get back to the planet rather than stay on more. With her
1: granddaughter, yeah. yeah. I I think maybe a bit of Crichton has rubbed off in the meantime, like okay. that, that he's rekindled that hope. Uh, that makes sense, yeah. And there may be another aspect, which is her granddaughter has been her carer for quite a long time. Yeah. And she may want her granddaughter to just let go. Yes. And give her an opportunity. And live to live her own life, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: that makes sense. It's a very peacekeeper attitude, but as she says, like, I'm a peacekeeper, and when I die, it has to be out there. Mm. John finally gets through the interference, and he hears Dargo's voice, and he dances a Little Jig, which is just fantastic. He, he hoots and hollers. Ho! Ah! Ho! Ho! and has himself a, a fine little hootenanny grabbing Aaron to celebrate in his, like, a terrible pirate jig
0: that he does. It's, it's so arthritic and lovely. Yeah, that's difficult to do. Isn't it? I mean, a pirate jig is not easy to dance anyway. Oh, gosh, so, no, it's like,
1: a, it's like a Cossack
0: dance. Yeah, so they manage to fly up, uh, rejoin Moya through the portal, and as they arrive,
1: oh, my God.
0: Uh, how did you feel when the doors opened and it was a slow
1: shot of yeah, the bay doors opening a, a
0: very almost distressed looking Zahn and we have John holding Erin and she's, she died on the way up Yeah, at least she got to die in space was actually my thought at Yeah, least, right. apparently since she made such a point of it but yeah, the way John plays this scene or Ben I should say she died on the way She's gone. aaron has gone. Yeah, that was really emotional.
1: <laughs> yeah. Gosh, we may need to take a little moment to talk about it. Uh. I, so I know that there's people people for whom this whole episode was perhaps too melodramatic. And I just can't help but, oh, what are you missing out on? Because it's... I get it, right? Some of this melodrama and, and maybe the makeup didn't land for you. It's like with Doctor Who. Maybe like the cheap effects don't really do it for you and you can't really suspend your disbelief and you can't get into it. But there is this contract with Doctor Who. Like, yeah, 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 we know that it's just a fella covered in, in, in bubble wrap that we've painted green mm. uh, and we're calling it a slime monster. Uh, but if you buy into it, then here's a kick-ass story about a slime monster. You've just got to squint your yes. eyes and, and get into it. And it's the same with this. Like, you've just got to... Like, you got to get into it, and then you get to feel this story where this man has lived another 40 years or 50 years on this planet, and this woman that he's loved, and, yeah, she died during the travel. Mm. And that's how it is. I, try, I tried to get back here before, uh... So, so we could... You, are. Uh, she, uh... She died.
0: John then turns into a bit of a... a Chromagin? Is that the word? Chromagin. Crummudgeon, yes. Talking to everybody else. There's more... Lots more uh, techno yes, I so it. Yes, and now it's for real technobabble because he's bringing the NASA science and he says, if I had a lot of time to think about it, yeah. a lot of time, but not a lot of data. Right? No. You need... I, ca- yes. You kind of need well, both he, for science. Well, he explored the planets on the other side from end to end, apparently during that time using the transport pod, But, yeah, again, like, not much in the way of scientific instruments that he has, but, like, he's put his scientific mind to it, and...
1: Yeah, and I guess, oh, I guess probably the transport pod doesn't have, like, useful FTL to get to other other planets. Like, he found, clearly, it's not purely relativistic. Hetch seems to be, like, superluminal already. It's not as fast as Starburst. But those transport pods, I don't think they can get to... Multiple different planets?
0: Mm, Well, they can get to these planets, but it it never becomes clear if they're on the same system or if it's like uh, nearby systems or something like that. But yes, the space mist is coalescing and uh, starting to trap Moya and they're going to be trapped here unless they move through the portal to the planet. Yeah. And there's a lot of talk about, like, oh, but then we'll be trapped there. And I'm thinking, like, hang on, you have Moya, then you can uh, jump drive or starburst out of there and go to other places. Yeah, I I agree that it
1: wasn't very well established here because there's there's a few different things that they're dealing with. Mm. One of them, this idea of being trapped with just these few boring planets and nothing, which was John's problem because he only had a little puddle jumper. Right. And, uh, not, and, and not and a not full, Moya, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like, the alternative
0: is stay in the mist and get locked in there and become part of this pearl, as you uh, so uh, nicely described uh, it.
1: Yeah, kind of. Like it's, a, it's, a, it's sort of a time pearl. Yeah. But as you say, like, if they do go through and go to the planet, then after that they can starburst anywhere because there's a whole universe... You'd think so. ...out there where Crace is 240 years older and so is Scorpius and so is, so is everyone uh, else.
0: Yeah, not, 200, not that far because it was only one cycle, so it would have been 220-ish, yes. No? Sixty-five, okay. one hundred sixty-five plus fifty-five. So, but anyway, details. Yeah, two hundred twenty years later. Uh, cycles I love later.
1: how you're applying sort of Star Trek nerdery to Farscape. No, I really appreciate it. We, we just, need more of that in the, in the fandom. I'm just keeping them to
0: their <laughs> uh, keeping them consistent with what the things they've said.
1: But Dargo points out, I don't want to live without a past. Yes, he, he doesn't want to live in a world where he's missed the last two hundred odd cycles. Yeah. Because he will have missed out on finding his, his son and everyone he knows will be dead. And it even affects Rigel, who just a few episodes ago was perfectly fine. Oh, I'll just chill for 80, uh, 80 cycles, cycles. Yes. and eat some good food. And then after that, I'll get back to my adventure. I mean, maybe Rigel's just sitting here just rolling his eyes. Oh, kids, no patience. Only 200
0: cycles. Yeah. What are we talking about? <laughs> yeah. Like Zan going, mm, only two. Yeah. Uh, because oh, oh, 34 cycles. You're only a youngling then.
1: Yeah. <laughs> mm, you are but a boy. I am not. And Crichton has a suggestion based on his lots of thinking and not much data. Yeah. Why great. don't we just back out of it? <laughs> that Rigel 16th glory me must travel in reverse once again. This, is, this seems to be like the great curse of, of Varscape, that Rigel has to move in reverse, even though that is the most undignified way for a dominar to travel.
0: <laughs> and there's a vote. And it's pretty much unanimous.
1: We have our consensus.
0: I mean, the only one who's against is Pilot because he's not sure that Moya can stand up to doing a reverse starburst. I liked that. I liked that that Pilot said, no, we
1: should go forward because Pilot doesn't have relationships outside of the ship. Like the rest of the universe doesn't matter.
0: The safety of Moya and the people aboard her. are primary concern. He gives in though. There's another very emotional scene of John talking to a dead Aaron (sighs) where he eventually ends up Opening the locket and seeing his own face in there.
1: Damn. Maybe I. I missed you already. Who else am I going to tell this crap to? And he tells her that he loves her. I love you. Something that apparently he couldn't do in life. Yeah.
0: Yeah, there is a. I mean, it's hard to tell if it's an actual photo or if it's just something that was painted in there. Considering the fact that the photo seems to be fairly flat and the locket is very round, I guess it must actually be a photo. But that because yeah, I'm
1: thinking that maybe the DRD did a little laminate
0: printout. Oh, that's and then... right. We know that they can make Polaroids, yeah. so that makes absolute sense. Yeah. And and then it was
1: cut out and stuck in there and like covered in in like clear gel or something that uh, that hardens it to like to kind of fixative. It. Yes,
0: but god this scene it gets rudely disturbed because pilot initiates the first phase of uh, reverse starburst which immediately sends all the uh, sparklers off on board the entire ship
1: (laughs) yes the australian guild of teamsters (laughs) throw confetti through their their bunsen burners and they create these gorgeous sparks but all is not well because every burger starts to notice their time warping it what priming for starbursts is making everything stop this is a difficult effect to achieve mm, but it's a slow-mo i, I kind of think that they did it like everybody's yeah. noticing that their voices are slower and faster and pilot says i can't move my arms fast enough yeah apparently all their mouths can move
0: yes you're going to oh you can still talk or your mouth but you know that's probably not going to go down very well on audio
1: well, what I mean is, if your mouth muscles work, but your arm muscles don't, whatever, yes, whatever. The pilot yep. says
0: that he cannot initiate starburst, and they have to do it manually from command. Dargo tries to reach for the console, but starts getting frozen up as well. And then he uh, side mouths, oh, I can't do it. I can't yeah. do it, Captain. I'm giving uh, it all she's got. Zan and Stark decide that they need to do another join, because apparently they can like stave off the effect, but... Only for John. And I was like, why John? Why can't they do it on This Dargo? is why we need that word, technobabble.
1: Yeah. Um, during that technobabble, Zahn says, Craig and I want shared unity so I can help yeah. So she has a mental link to him so uh, she can okay. protect John from the timelessness that they're we in. So right, when okay. they do their next uh, mental joining, yeah. she can somehow uh, heal time just for him and only as long as she holds it.
0: Right. Okay. So yeah, I missed that part, and I was wondering like, okay, why is John the special one that she can do it for but it's, but it's because this shared unit. Right, because his
1: is the only Polaron beam that can where the polarity right. can be inverted. Yeah.
0: Okay. So that's literally what they do. They tell him to get his tail moving towards command, and he does and a he bit says, of he oh, says, "I'm too old for this shit." Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I am too old for this ship. <laughs> when they had to come in for the dialogue replacement afterwards, like they asked well, maybe we can tone it down and like, I'm too old for this ship. Ooh. Which was also, which they didn't wind up leaving in, but I think it's, oh, it's a better joke. Suppose, I'm too yeah. old for this the ship. ship yeah. It's a it better joke. Yeah, but so. he uh, he makes it through a fantastic, like it's sort of a streak effect through yeah. the camera. Lots of Dutch angles. Running past Dargo to touch one of the control panels. Fortunately, the control panels are still in real time. Yeah, no. like you can just touch those and then they do whatever. And then this most glorious shot of Moya
0: sort Reverse of starbursting.
1: It looks nothing like regular starburst, where you have this sort of portal, portal. traveling yeah. over the skin and then her traveling through it.
0: It kind of looks the same, except for the
1: portal. Yeah. And she's being reconstituted and d- d- dissolved and reconstituted from the rear to a few metras back. It's really, really amazing. And everything's back to normal. Is that it? Weirdly, it's even more normal than we would have thought because everybody's young. This is just a, a, yep. a few hours before they actually and went into nobody the rebe-
0: Nobody remembers anything. They're examining the nebula. Rigel says that, oh, it might be a good place to hide from peacekeepers. I'm not sure we should go in there. Don't worry, Tiana, I'll fly a long-range recon in a transport pod to make sure it's safe. Tiana is the one who's like, I've got a bad feeling about this.
1: That one was really interesting, because she's not the only one who has a bad feeling about it. Well,
0: Zahn startles from her meditation that she's still in at this point and comes running towards command. Bumps into Stark, whom she's not surprised to see. And who also knows about what's been going on. Yep.
1: Conveniently, their comms fail just to
0: add yes. some manufactured peril. Because everybody's pretty much agreed at this point to head forward into the uh, nebula. And just as they come storming into command and tell pilot to abort and stop and don't do it. Why? Why? Uh, just trust us. We've got a bad feeling about this, yes. I mean, they do explain that it's some sort of... Uh, yeah. Timey wimey spacey shit,
1: and everybody just rolls their okay. eyes, except for
0: Tiana, who goes, "Ha ha!" I told ha. you, I told you, I, I had a bad feeling. Like
1: we sensed this danger in there.
0: I told him, I told him we shouldn't go in there. I I felt something too, Sam.
1: Now that was interesting because the first time around. Clearly, Zan and, and Stark weren't a part of this decision-making. Probably. No. Probably, like, Zan was in her... Uh, was Meditating or some yachts like that. Shut up, Rigel.
0: And Stark was, I guess, just lurking? Zan, uh, he doesn't get a vote. He's not a regular crew member, I suppose. But
1: Chiana, at one point she mentioned, hey, I never wanted to go into this uh, yep. nebula to begin with. So during the first time cycle, she already had a bad feeling about it. So yeah. maybe she... Like, for Zan and Stark, it's clearly a residual memory of the last time cycle that they experienced that makes them cautious. But yeah,
0: but they're the only ones because they were j- joining in the unity and the timey thing. So they kind of can remember what happened outside. Kind of so, not entirely, but... Is Chiana sensing that as
1: well? Maybe. It seems less likely since she was already against traveling into the mist the last time.
0: Mm. So maybe it's just a coincidence? Yeah. Could be, or just a bit like her being smug and like someone agreeing with her being like, told you so. <laughs> uh, it's it's, it's kind of things like when you go cold it. So I noticed that this like, Episode has a very long post-amble for a sci-fi show. It's like usually yeah. after the conflict is resolved, then it usually wraps up very quickly. But there's quite a bit of episode left at this point.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's called The 39th Minute. There's a lot of genre shows, certainly around this time, say around uh, that this aired, like late two, that was also when ooh, shows like Angel were just starting, where their sort of structure shifted to resolving the plot by, like, the 39th minute yeah. and then spending quite a lot of time setting up other arcs. Yeah. Because now Stark reveals why he was actually on board. It yes. a complete surprise. There was apparently a scene was filmed that actually showed his arrival and, and justified his departure.
0: Which it, ended up getting cut. Yeah. It
1: ended up getting cut, just like uh, uh, the scene of his departure in at the end of The Hidden Memory mm. uh, was cut as well. But yeah. he has arrived with news of... Very great importance to Dargo. It's time to tell Cardago why I came aboard.
0: They walk up to him, uh, hand him this uh, little uh, message scroll tube, which he unfolds and it has a picture of someone in that he doesn't recognize. Who is this? The manifest lists him as
1: as Josie, son of Cardago. There is a slave auction. Yes. And Jothi, son of it, Cardargo, is listed there.
0: It's going to be sold to the mines of Kessel. No, wait, long <laughs> sci-fi series. Uh, I found it in a manifest of slaves being sold to the Ketten mines. It does start with a K, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dargo is immediately enraged by the fact that he wasn't told about this sooner. My son is being sold into slavery. <laughs> <laughs> why didn't you tell me I just found out Stark wanted me awake before he told you
1: there's that Lux Hyperage we haven't seen that in a while
0: and of course Stark says like well I kind of wanted like Zahn to be around when I told you for obvious reasons yes
1: for for this exact (laughs) reason Which Zan does. Like she does pace and lead, which is a very good technique that I've never mastered when someone is highly emotional and, and, and aggressive. To calm them down, uh, uh, this pace and lead technique mm-hmm. is first meet them at that emotional level yeah. and yell back mm-hmm. and then take steps right. down, which well, she's doing. It,
0: it works better if you're both reading from the same script. <laughs> okay, fair enough.
1: <laughs> and she says, well, we have time and we will get your son right. Right.
0: Yes, yeah, so I'm thinking, like, okay, so the Uncharted territories are certainly a lot less Uncharted. Hey, the,
1: the, the Uncharted territories is a condescending I know. term.
0: And, I mean, Stark obviously knows the way, because he found them, so, like, presumably he knows the way back. Unless it's going to be yep. more starbursting, and then you, apparently, you completely lose navigational support at all. Yeah, or whatever the plot requires
1: at any given yeah. moment.
0: So, so that's going to be, like, upcoming... I suppose in something. Oh, you're going to make oh, me one of those. Oh, who knows? Some, some, some. Maybe, maybe, they'll
1: just completely drop it. I don't know. Do you want to put some money on it? <laughs> I was no, I knew that was going to come. Yeah, some of your Farscape fun bucks because you've been crewing those. Oh. Hey, by the way, I have recently awarded you some additional Farscape fun bucks. Oh, have I? For what? Uh, So you made a prediction back in Beware of Dog mm-hmm. that Scorpius seems to have his claws in Crichton. Oh, which was then indeed resolved in the next episode. Uh, Won't be fooled again. So I've retroactively given you... I mean, it's only, like, 20 points.
0: Yes, because short-time resolve. Short-time
1: resolve, and you didn't put any points down, so I gave you the basic 10. Oh, okay, thank you. So you are currently sitting on... Ooh, 690 minus 230. That is 460 Farscape Fun Bucks. Okay,
0: so... So I shall put down 50 Farscape Fun Bucks... Yeah. ...on uh, the crew... Going to make a rescue attempt for Dargo's son Jothi. However, I, oh yes, I'm going to. I'm going to have to like put a time limit on this because this is kind of obvious. So I'm not going to say it's going to be next episode because you know they might just go like it'd be a little bit too obvious to do that straight away. So I'm going to say within two episodes.
1: Okay, I will accept that. Yeah. If you just said, "Oh, they're going to go after Dargo's no. son," I mean, it is really being yeah. telegraphed. No, obviously, I would have accepted if you'd made the bold prediction, it's just never going to come up again. They're just going to abandon that plot <laughs> no, line. Like, no, one would, would have been bold
0: enough to accept that. I mean, but, that would okay. be a stupid bet. That would be a sucker bet.
1: All right, so you've got 50, uh, 50 points on... Uh, two, within uh, two episodes. Within two episodes. Ooh,
0: okay. Yeah, no, I know, because I'm like... You know, there's always been production schedules and things might get thrown around. So I'll say, like, within two episodes. Okay. Um, okay so, this, so so far, I'm a little bit disappointed at the lack of Crace and Talon haven't shown up uh, yet. Ah, yeah. So... I think that's actually an outstanding bet that I have still standing. That like, yes, uh, that's Grace one of the ones is, that Crace and Talon are going to come back as with uh, a new
1: crew slash organization. You have yeah. thirty points riding on that since yes. the start of, of the, the season. season. And it's like episode sixteen, already. yeah,
0: we're deep into the season. There's another five episodes? I reckon. Yeah, and I, I mean, it must happen before the end of the season. I mean, we've only seen Crace in flashbacks and in the briefly weird... on the halosian
1: screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: and we and in last episode, which was all taking part in John's mind anyway. Mm. So. Yeah. He looks good in heels. I'll just keep that bet riding. All right. All right. So, final scene between uh, John and Aaron, where they are both kind of like, like, returned to normal. Do you get a feeling? About what?
1: I don't know. I, I just have this feeling something happened between us. And they. F- Feel that something, something happened is, between them yeah, but and they can't like Aaron doesn't immediately dismiss it no. while they're while they're both in the maintenance bay working on whatever Crichton puts something down like the size of several toasters at which i have no idea what he's working on maybe no. some components of her prowler that, that they're still China trying to get smashed, fixed yeah. yeah exactly
0: but they work on opening the lockert
1: which they found in the transport pod
0: Yes, which is apparently a little bit weird because at this
1: point that locket would have been given to uh, to Aaron, but instead it's found in the transport. I mean, it had, it had
0: been given to her before. Yes, and uh, also and she's th- working on
1: opening it yeah, under she... one of those great new
0: lamps. Oh, this yes, this is what it's all about. It's the lamps, babe. It's the lamps. Yes, it's all about the lamps. They managed to get it open, and it just contains some dust. Yeah. So this is interesting because, like, that's why I'm wondering about. Like, did she put that? Was that a painting of John that they put in? Or was the photo that the DRDs took? But she clearly doesn't remember that either.
1: If something happened, I'm sure we would have
0: remembered. Which yeah. is like, I mean, she would have done that before she left. Yes. So that's like, and this this kind of had me like wondering, okay, so... All right, so at this point,
1: she hadn't printed out a photo and put it in yet.
0: So she must have either done that at the very last moment before leaving, or it was something that she did on the planet. But it then like, how would you have an image of John unless there was a photo I mean, in the database of the of transport the part? pod? Yeah. And I was wondering if, like, the, the whole dust inside the pendant was like a metaphor for something disintegrating. Like, oh, is that a metaphor yeah. for their relationship? Like, I not- mean, it's a
1: tricky one, isn't yeah. it? Like, so this was written by, by Justin Monjo and directed by Ian Watson, who has copied Andrew Prowse's habit of putting lots of foreground junk yeah. uh, in between these shots. I. I still haven't figured it out. Yeah. Like, maybe there's something timey-wimey about the locket because it's gone through so many times that it comes out and then it's another billion years older than the rest and only the metal has survived. Okay. Power. Yeah. I have no idea Tenacious, what to make of it. But, but yeah. they inspect this dust. They both touch it and just drop it. And they look at each other. And that's the episode.
0: Yeah. Ugh. She gives me a woody.
1: She gives you the willies. Okay, Willy's and, Willies and Woody's. You've been teasing okay, me this whole time. Okay, I've, I've been keep,
0: on tender okay. hooks. Okay, so my my Woody definitely goes to the scene with uh, old Aaron and old John walking down the hill in the forest. Oh, I thought that was an amazingly beautiful scene. Yeah,
1: God, not since the dinner scene in Through the Looking Glass. Mm. Hey, the last time
0: that Moya did a reverse starburst,
1: wrong direction.
0: It wasn't Starbucks. Oh no, or she like wasn't the, going to go in reverse. Were, I got it wrong then. I still they, get it they wrong. They were trying now. to back out of the, uh, the, the try uh, split episode, wasn't it? Yeah, but then she uh, had to go forward yeah. instead.
1: I mean, never really quite clear. on and that. but not since that dinner has every has there been just such happiness
0: on that. Uh, yeah, especially between those two. And by yeah. Willy goes to the fact that I don't remember.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of parallel between this and the previous one. Won't be fooled again. Yeah. Won't get fooled again. Uh, because there also, he doesn't remember the episode. This is two episodes that we have seen, and nobody else has. Well, uh, Zan and, and Stark have.
0: Yes, but Zan and Stark don't know what happened on the planet, so they don't know any of that. Yeah. Although they might remember a little bit of the way John was reacting after uh, Aaron had, uh died. Oh, fair point, yeah. So, But still, again, their, their memories seem to be mm, tenacious at best, mainly the fact that something was on, and I don't think they remember many of the details. But I'm, who
1: knows? Yeah. I'm with you. My Woody yeah. is for that scene as well. Of, of, of all the scenes that they have, and that they are fantastic. Like Claudia Black performs does an amazing, amazing performance. She's she's regal. She's like a she's like a lioness, mm. uh, but she's so wise and and stately. And Ben Browder as well. Like he is. He is a folksy sexist who, <laughs> who sort of jokes about uh, when, when she asks him, like, oh, how's your knee? She goes, oh, well, you know how it is just running up and down the hills chasing beautiful women. That is the kind of thing that 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 folksy old racist uncles can get away with. And Oof. you sort of put up with it. But, yes, uh, I suppose you do. Damn, right. Yeah. But my Willy. Yes, do tell. My Willy actually goes to all the techno babble, oh. or the Farscape version of techno babble, yeah. which you totally didn't need this whole episode could have worked without the sort of manufactured peril that everyone's under because there's oh there's a time crunch and this is all like consolidating this could have there could have been a different way out because okay we've talked about we've seen these episodes before, Mm -hmm. right? Timey-wimey things, where the a a, a what-if scenario, and then there's a reset button. And the main thing that we're wondering is not so much exactly how it's going to come together, but whether it will be respectful to us as viewers, uh, uh, genre connoisseurs, to the characters, uh, which this certainly is. But it's also, like, there's, there's way too much urgency
0: that I never need. No, I see what you mean. I mean, they kind of have to have some sort of mechanism to resolve the fact that like, they're now, like, uh, Aaron is now 200 years older and John is 50 years older. Like, uh, yeah, uh, if but, you want to do yeah. one
1: episode, like, absolutely, that's, that's totally fine. But it didn't need to be a race against the clock
0: or, or you know. Yeah, I see what you mean. But that's, I guess, they... Feel that they kind of have to do that to make yeah. it like rather like oh we're just going to take our time to figure it out because like you know we need to get to the end of the episode so and
1: even the the figuring it out and all the all the science I yeah. I never felt like I needed that I I thought this
0: episode could just be could just be on that planet and maybe they find yeah. a magical route but I think if they hadn't done that then it would have just been kind of weak uh, as well because that'd have to be some sort of yeah okay, there's some okay. sort of yeah we, we we studied it for like 24 solar cycles and we found a solution you know, that's <laughs> that,
1: that, that's not that's not we, we escaped somehow
0: yes that's not a f- satisfying way to end to to resolve it either so
1: okay i guess
0: it's the lesser of two evils to have this manufactured peril and do it like that
1: then i take it back and my willy goes to stark
0: oh i'm just back yeah no reason okay I'm, just, I'm back I mean here's a reason He's like he's going, He's got that information For Dargo Yeah and, but, and, uh, Just uh, tell him they Don't tell you about that At the beginning of the episode
1: Cutting the, the scenes Of him leaving And arriving Is such a disservice To this character Fair who enough just, yeah. uh,
0: Whatever Okay Let's just get on with it And, and that's, that's the, the story So, so far, far yeah. <laughs> Join us next time for episode 217 Yeah. The Ugly Truth. Hey, by the way, our
1: listeners, we need more of these synopses because this is the first one in a while where we had no synopses and I had to spend
0: time coming up with uh, a, a, a synopsis. When a negasonic teenage warship turns trigger happy, it's time for Space Rashomon to find out. That, what's Rashomon? Uh, it's a Japanese film. Oh, i never seen it. Oh, it's, so uh, I guess this tells me a little bit about the return of Talon. Does it? Well, oh. a Negasonic Teenage Warship. That what could sounds it be? like.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's it seems like a perfectly innocuous title uh, uh, yeah. synopsis to me. Like, it doesn't give anything away, it doesn't no. name any characters. Perfect. <laughs> you can find us at sofarscape on facebook and twitter we have handy links if you want to submit your own synopsis please do for one of the upcoming episodes it can be any episode from any season go to sofarscape.com slash submit and if you want to chip in and uh, help keep the lights on as, as so many of our wonderful listeners have done and we have a new subscriber to our patreon
0: thank you kathy for joining us and for supporting us we appreciate it so much and also of course a big thank you to all of our existing patreons we have heard from several people who really enjoy our uh, our readings of these uh, fanfics which have been out for like 20 years at this point yes exactly
1: sort of time locked like they have to have been posted before the latest episode aired that we're talking we only want fanfiction that was written before the episode that we've oh god we've
0: explained this before haven't yes. we?
1: thank you again uh you can join our patreon at sofarscape.com slash support
0: I'm Cocky. I'm Kay. So, so far, Kay, so good. good.